Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to kick things off with something fun and interesting. Now, let's talk about taking pictures of your food. A lot of people do this. It's all over social media. Well, a report from a company called Affordable Seating, they took a look at how Instagrammable fast food chains are based on how many pictures are taken and shared on social media. Well, guess what? The least Instagram fast food joint, drumroll please, Subway. Yeah, it's at the bottom of the barrel. Next up is Arby's. Maybe it's the blue colored meat there. I mean, what is that anyway? Uh, and coming in at number three is Wingstop. No surprise there. They're super messy. Speaking of, what do you call someone who's just too afraid of calling themselves left or right wing? What do you call someone who's just too afraid of calling themselves left or right wing? You ready for it? A chicken wing. Ha ha ha. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Kim Commando, America's beloved digital goddess here with you once again. It's the best show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital. And you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And if you're a brand new listener to the Kim Commando Show, welcome aboard. So glad to have you with us. And if you're already a listener, welcome back. You can find my award-winning show in over 420 top stations across the United States. And if you're looking for a podcast as a webcast, commercial-free, just head over to commando.com and hit that big old button that says the Commando Community. Now, if you're listening on the radio, we totally love that. Just a reminder, you can also get us as a podcast. It's called Kim Commando Today. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. All righty, then every single day, I visit at least 35, maybe even 40 different websites to make sure that you're just up to date on everything that's going on in the tech universe. And here are the top five things you need to know about right now, starting with ChatGPT. Now, when ChatGPT was unveiled a year ago, the world was just, whoa, what is this about? Meanwhile, over at Google, I don't know if you remember this, but panic was the word. Now, a year later, Google has unveiled, you ready for it? Gemini. So which one's better? Uh, let me tell you, the best version of ChatGPT is, right for right now, ChatGPT4. It's more accurate than the previous versions, and it costs 20 bucks a month. But Google's new Gemini AI simply outperforms ChatGPT. It's so good that Gemini could very well redefine about how all large language AI models are operating. You can start using it right now. I suggest you spend some time with it, compare the two, and maybe Gemini will blow you away like it did with me. And Gemini is free to use, by the way, at least for now. And remember who you're dealing with, though. Gemini is what a Google product. It's going to capture and remember every single thing that you tell it and probably sell the data. But after all, I mean, everybody seems to be doing that nowadays, right? Uh, coming in at number two, let's talk about robots. When you order a drink while celebrating this holiday, you better enjoy it because this is probably the last Christmas and New Year that you can be absolutely sure that your drink was mixed by a real human being. 2024 is set out to be the year of the robotic bartender. Our AI robotic bartenders are already being mass produced, ready for sale. Uh, they're marketed with names like the Kime, a humanoid bartending kiosk that hears your order, listen to this, mixes it in just a few seconds, works around the clock, and yes, never needs a tip. Companies like Truebird and Bear Robotics are ready to roll with competing models. Now, most larger bars will be the first to start saving money with exact pours and exact measurements of everything. Now, 
After bars, where are they going? Yes, the coffee shops. So while AI may one day take over the world and kill us all, it's starting at the corner bar or the baristas. All right, number three. Wow, it's been a tough year for rental property owners as customers are now choosing hotels over Airbnb and Verbo or how you want to pronounce it, VRBO. And these new products are being sold on Amazon. Look for the hotel trend to continue. See, most of the Airbnbs and the Verbo's troubles are their own making. We have far too many verified stories of these creepy hidden cameras, right? All of this just chasing customers right back to hotels. Well, Amazon is selling spy cameras disguised to look just like ordinary bathroom towel hooks. But inside is an HD video camera. Price, less than $30. Now, the official description Guaranteed to not attract attention for security, anti-theft, evidence collection purposes. Yeah, right. So if you're renting from Airbnb or Verbo over the holidays, you've got to be more vigilant and careful than ever because Santa isn't the only one watching anymore. All right, coming in at number four, foldable smartphones. Sounds like a great idea, but guess what? They're not really selling. It just reminds me a few days ago, a friend asked me, hey, what about giving a foldable smartphone to my wife? I was like, hmm, I'm not really think that's a good idea. Foldable smartphones have never been on top of anyone's gift list, which is both Samsung and Google's fault. You see, both companies raced to release foldable phones. And in both cases, the screens cracked at the fold after only a few days of use. Now, today, the manufacturers say that the screen problem is behind them. Don't even worry about that anymore. But do you really need one of these things? A Google Pixel Fold smartphone is almost $1,500, or you could get a Samsung folding phone for about $800. So then what do you have? A phone that folds, which brings up another question. After folding it, what else can it do? I mean, really? And finally, this coming in at number five, if you are looking for love online, you have to listen up because about 40% of you are. I read a really disturbing story over at Mother Jones. A woman in Milwaukee went on a date with a guy she met on Match. Well, she woke up confused the next morning, not remembering what happened at all. Her car was gone. There were, I don't know, about something like $800 in charges on her debit card. And she was probably drugged. The man is a person of interest in a murder case. A 21-year-old named Laura matched with the guy on Bumble and Tinder. She rejected him, and then the guy just totally went off the rails. Uh, He wasn't the hot 22-year-old his profile showed. He was a 55-year-old registered sex offender. So I don't mean to scare you, but you need to be smart. Video chat. Look for verified profiles. Reverse image search photos. Talk only in the app. And always, always, always bring a friend with you on your first date. All right, let's see. Who should we start with? How about Dave in Dallas, Texas? Hi there, Dave. Hey, Kim. What a great pleasure it is to talk with you. Huh. Been uh, been a faithful follower for a long time now. So my question is really rather basic, I think, okay. because uh, I, I, I've been uh, been working with computers and the internet for a very long time, but it just kind of drives me crazy, and I want to I want to get some understanding here. Um, you know, it seems like I spend half of my day dealing with passwords and, uh, you know, l- looking in my password vault or the, the worst possible thing is trying to 
get into the uh, the portal than my doctor's office has for me. <laughs> it's like, I usually, yeah, I, I hear you, I hear you. I almost always have to call them and say, well, it's not working again. Can you just tell me what you're trying to say? Anyway, um, so along the way, you know, recently, uh, recently, I don't know, months or a couple of years maybe, uh, we've had the option of saying, you know, fill in your username and your password or just, hey, log in with Google or log in with, Facebook. And boy, that's easy. And it always works. And yet I understand that that's not a good thing to do. And I'd just like for you to explain why. It is a lot easier, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, instead of going through like, here's my email address and here's my password. Oh, you don't like this password because it doesn't have eight characters and a gang sign and a hieroglyphic. (laughs) And then try to remember them. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I totally hear you. So here's the big problem. When you are using Google or Facebook as your free login, notice the word free, Yeah, is that it's going to cost you something because there's nothing free in this world. So when you use Google or Facebook, and maybe it doesn't bother you, is that they can track now your activity across all these different services that now gets tied to you. Right. So... I don't know what kind of data that they might be sucking in from your health portals, probably covered by HIPAA. But the fact that you're signing in and out of your health portal quite often might signify that you have a health issue that would now trigger other things. Because now maybe you're searching for something on the Internet and you just search for it one time, but you're signing in and out of the health portal. So that could maybe include data that may be sold to an insurance broker that, uh, I don't know, Dave's got some issue going on there in Dallas, Texas. If it it just translates into additional advertising, you know, uh, targeted ads, targeted ads don't bother me. It's like, I just as soon look at stuff that I'm interested in as things that I have no interest in at all. But what I'm I'm worried about is the possibility of, of being some sort of security inroad from it could be it could be i mean you know if you're using google or facebook to log into multiple accounts it does create a single point of failure because if your google or facebook account is compromised guess what anything else connected to it is what at risk okay right uh and you have less control over your security if you keep using google and facebook i generally i think it's just a crappy idea and i know it's easier But I figure, you know what, big tech has enough on me already and they keep connecting all the dots. And I just, I'm, I'm just trying to regain whatever privacy I still can, uh, Mm -hmm. that I try to use my email address whenever possible. Now that said, just as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking to myself, whenever I sign into chat GPT, guess what I'm using? My Google address, my Google sign in. Uh, because when I signed up for, for chat GPT over a year ago, they did not want to accept a email address because they couldn't authenticate who you were. So I'm probably going to change that now that you just reminded me, Dave, that I made that big pause on myself. But, <laughs> but if you are, you know, if you're tired of passwords, you know, take a look at a good privacy management program. Um, we have a sponsor, Total AV. You know, they've been around here at the show for many years and they just released a password manager program. And, uh, I was so surprised. I asked our IT genius, John, to take a look at it. And I was like, John, you know, do me a favor, put it through the rigmarole and see what it's, it was all about. 
And John came back to me and he said two words, which I was totally surprised because John has never said this in all the years that I've known him. As he said, it rocks. I was like, it what? He's like, I said, are you sure you didn't say it sucks? No, he said, it rocks. It rocks. $19. We have links to it over at commando.com. Dave, thanks for your call today. Yeah, I know. It's a lot easier using Google or Facebook, but it's a definite no-no. All right, let's see. Uh, Jim in Jackson, Wyoming. Uh, I've followed you for the last, oh, three or four or five years, and I've learned a lot, a lot of tech stuff. But just as important, Kim, the, the websites and products that you tell us about are really good, and I know you've researched them, so they're valid. And that's something that we just don't find on the web these days. So thank you for that good work. Just oh, keep it up. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for your mm-hmm. kind words. You so, bet. so how can I lend a hand? Well, I have an iPhone Pro uh, 14, Pro Max. Okay. And get this, I have over 70,000 read emails Whoa. In, in my inbox. I've been... I have not been diligent in getting rid of my mail over the years. <laughs> wow. Now, I, I know how to, to uh, delete, you know, one at a time or a page at a time or maybe 50 at a time. But is there a way I can delete all of those 70,000 emails in just one swoop? Well, what I, and they're all in your inbox, right? Yeah, they're all in my inbox. Right. So what I would do is I would create another folder. And okay. I'd call it junk or, mm-hmm. or getting rid of my old life, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and do a, uh, you can do a control A that will select all in the existing folder. So you're going to go to the inbox, do a control A in the existing folder, uh, move it all into that folder that you just created. And then I'd right click on the folder and I delete the folder. Okay. Okay. Nobody has been able to tell me that. I've asked AT&T people, and nobody has come up with that solution, Jim. Well, well, you know, it's you know, you know, how come I know this solution, Jim? You know why? Why? Because at the end of every year, you know what I do? Just that. <laughs> I don't need them all. Okay. And then, okay. And then people are always saying to me, like, "Well, what if you missed an email along the way that you didn't answer? If it's important, they'll write me back." You know. So it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. It's, uh, you know, sometimes New Year, fresh start. Uh, Jim, thanks for all your kind words about the work that we do here and happy to have helped you. And uh, Scottsdale, I hope you're playing some golf. Gosh, beautiful this time of year in Phoenix. Jim, again, thank you for your call. You know, that's not too bad, shuttling between Scottsdale, Arizona and Jackson. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal right there. All right, let's talk about your phone. A lot of people don't realize that when you buy a piece of technology, that it actually has a bona fide expiration date when you're buying it. So that's why if you're buying any type of used gear, you really need to know what the expiration date is to figure out whether or not it is a deal or it's not a deal. Like, so like, for example, when Apple unveiled iOS 17, it also revealed that the iPhone 10 and older models would be capped out at iOS 16.7. Now, this means you're still going to be able to get security updates, but here's the big but. When those updates stop, your phone's just this open house for malware, attacks, and all types of exploits. It's just no longer safe to use. It expired. So how long should your phone last? Well, Google offers three years of updates on most Pixel phones. Uh, Samsung gives you at least a four-year promise. 
you know, Apple says, well, maybe five years, maybe not. You know, those Chromebooks, they all have expiration dates too. So how do you figure out what your expiration date is on whatever tech that you're using? Oh, easy breezy. You know, I'm going to pass that along to you right now. You want to go to this website. It's kind of a weird address, so you have to listen up. It's endoflife.date. Once again, that's endoflife.date. It tracks the end-of-life dates and support life cycles for a variety of products, not just phones and laptops and things like that. Remember, that's endoflife.date, endoflife.date. And before we go back to all of your phone calls, let's talk about how you're sleeping. You see, the lights that flicker on your devices can spoil your sleep. And there is a way, though, that you can still scroll until you're ready to get some shut-eye. You see, what happens is when a light suddenly switches on, it's a trigger that it's time to wake up. Now, your device's blue light is extra disruptive. It mimics the light of the sun, yeah, even when it's 1 a.m. And that's the problem. You see, your body is getting ready to start the day and not sleep. So there are ways to combat the dreaded blue light. Now, on your iPad and on your iPhone, there's a feature called Night Shift. I don't know if you've ever checked this out. Uh, You head to your device's settings and you search for Night Shift. It filters your screen to a warmer temperature, evading cooler tones when you get a notification. Now, you can set a schedule for this as well. Now, Android has a similar feature on your device. You're going to search for Toggle On Night Light. And there you can schedule when you want to tint your screen to a sleep-friendly color. You just want to keep that in mind. Again, it's called Night Shift on your iOS devices and night light on those Android devices. And speaking of, why do keyboards never sleep? Why do keyboards never sleep? You ready for it? Yes, because they have two shifts. Oh yeah, good one. Uh, Joe Carroll in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Hi, Kim. I'm so nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. It's just you and me and six million people. Don't worry. That's why I'm nervous. (laughs) I'm so thankful you took my question. So what's going on? I have some property that I'm about 30 minutes from, and it's gated. Uh, It has a cell tower on it and some renters. And I am of the age and physical disability that I can't go out there often enough to check. Mm-hmm. So I have a gate that I don't want left open, and it's a paramount issue with my renters. And I'm contractually obligated to the cell tower to keep it safe, too. I see. Okay. So I'm interested in some kind of gate security that I can see at my house, monitor from my home on a basis that I can check in and see that the gate is being kept closed. Okay. It's a big safety issue too. Um, so you are looking for maybe a smart lock? Oh, uh, smart lock. Okay. I know. I mean, I'm asking you, or you know what, do you know what, do you know what I mean by smart lock? Uh, no, okay. I have, I, the, the gate, the contractors that access the tower, they, have a lock that is number coded and I change that code every three months. Okay. And then I have it butterflied with my renter's lock. Okay. That, that I also change the key every three months. So kind of a, it's kind of a hassle. Okay. So I need something to secure that gate that I don't have to keep looking at. The problem all the time. All right. So what we're, what we're going to look at is what's called a smart lock. Okay. 
so that this way we, we don't have to deal with physical keys anymore. Uh, uh, that would be good. And then in addition to that, you could give the cell tower workers one code that would only last for all day or if you knew in advance. You give the renters their own unique codes. So this way, and then it, it also keeps a log of every single person that goes in and out. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and I'll tell you one of the things that I have found on rental properties when you give people codes, just a little side note, is make their code the last four digits of their cell phone number. They will never oh. forget it. They, they, it's not, they're not going to call you and go, Oh, Joe Carroll, I know you gave me that code. I thought it was one, two, three, four. And you're like, no, dude, it's not. Just, that, that would be wonderful yeah. because I am hounded a lot. <laughs> so so here's what I need to do. This is kind of a unique situation, Carol. Um, so what I want to do is I want to make sure that we recommend the right one for you. Okay. Okay. Um, because there's several on the market. I also want to make sure it's going to be compatible with the system and the locks that you have right there. So in order to do that, I'm going to need a photo of the lock and uh, and the the system that you have right now. And from okay. there, I can find one that will fit that particular okay. lock. I mean, because there are there are different makes and models, as you might expect. Right. Uh, um, yes. And there are different mechanisms that will work with other mechanisms. And so rather than me just saying, oh, here's the one that you need from Schlage or whoever it may be. Uh, is that, and then you go out there and you hire somebody to go out there and like, sorry, Joe Carroll doesn't work. And you're like, mm, thanks, Kim. Oh, you know, whatever. So I don't want that to happen and for you to waste your time. So um, no, I'm no. going to put you on hold and then um, Amber's going to give you uh, an email address where you can send us a picture of whatever that mechanism looks like. And from there, we can recommend the best smart lock so that this way you can do all this from where you are located, 30 minutes from the property. You can change the locks, change the codes. You can see who's coming and going. Uh, and really these smart locks are really, uh, have really grown up, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, they were just a hassle to really work with. Trust me. I know that I was there trying to keep them updated and installed myself on some rental properties, but today they're a lot easier. There are even some that are biometric, which is uh, really sweet too. So Joe Carroll, we'll, uh, we're going to take this offline. We're going to help you more. And thanks for your call. All right. You ever find your mailbox overflowing with unsolicited credit card insurance offers and worse, and you're like, how did they even get my name in the first place? Well, the secret lies in the big four credit reporting bureaus. I'm talking about Experian, Equifax, TransUnion, Innovus. Now, if you go to this website, optoutprescreen.com, optoutprescreen.com is that you can opt out of all these offers. Yeah, you're going to love that, optoutprescreen.com. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. All right, Ken in Lakeland, Florida. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. I am 69 years of age, and I was recently laid off through a restructuring. 
Okay. Uh, I've been I've been a higher ed for 20 years uh, in the area of institutional research and data analytics. So uh, I've got a skill set that lends it, lends itself to continuing to work and that okay. type of thing. And sure. I've found some help with getting my resume updated and all of that. But I am in need of I have a Mac, an M1 uh, 2000 with 16 gigabytes of RAM. Um, but I'm in need because most of the programs that I use, like Power BI, uh, SQL Server Management Studio, and those types of things, are on Windows machine. It's on the Windows. Sure. Side. I mean that's that's so, where it is. I mean SQL, SSMS, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Data data exactly. visualization. Yeah. So so I need to be able to set up a virtual machine on my Mac for that. I thought about using Parallels and Windows. Uh, 11 pro because mm-hmm. the home version won't work, but that's about $300. And I'd like to afford spending that if at all possible. And I looked at like UTM. I was going to say UTM is probably, it. yeah, UTM is probably the other option. I mean, you're probably looking at parallels or UTM. Uh, okay. And you know, UTM is free and it supports the M1. Uh, it's not as easy to use as parallels, but it sounds like you'd be able to like, I don't know, based on what you're saying, you're like, this should be like a walk in the park for you, Ken. Just saying. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, you should have this up and going. Let's see. Uh, we've been talking for a minute and a half. You should have this up and running by at least four minutes from now. Come on, guys. What's going on? Uh, okay. Well, you know, sometimes free doesn't necessarily mean free. Well, you know, it's, you it's, know it's been around for a long time. It's got a lot of uh, a lot of tutorials out there because it's open source. You know, you've got a uh, a lot of add-ons and people who supporting each other, especially if you want to, if you need ever need help, like you know, pop into a Reddit forum for that. Um, so, okay. so in the interim, you know, I just ran across this website, and I know when we're when you're looking like maybe for some contract work, you know, in the interim mm-hmm. until you can find a real honest to goodness job. Um, you know, we all know about Upwork, right, and freelancer. Right. Uh, yes. There's there's a website called and I and it's been around since. 2010, and I just ran across it the other day. Uh, it's called Top T-A-L, like Top Talent, but T-O-P-T-A-L. Okay. And it's really geared towards your skill set, meaning uh, freelance, you know, IT guys who are on a higher level. I mean, who know Python and SQL and all this other stuff, Right. Uh, you know, versus going to Fiverr and you're like, hi, I'm here. And people are looking like going, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, so, it's like, okay. so um, you know, I don't know, you know, they're not a sponsor, this company. And again, it's just something that I ran across. I'll tell you why I ran across it. Uh, a, a friend of the family needs a job. Okay. And he's worked for various recruiting services. I'm talking like ZipRecruiter, LinkedIn, Dice. Mm-hmm. Dice is also probably another mm-hmm. place where you want to try. Um, okay. And he was asking me if I knew of any other sites. And so it's really not hard to do. What I do is when I'm looking for a competitive site, I just go into Google and I say something like LinkedIn versus. And then, and then I get a whole list of sites that are kind of like LinkedIn that they would be considered competitors. Another way to do that is to look at crunchbase.com. And so he was asking me if I knew of anything else. I'm like, well, maybe I do, maybe I don't. So I thought I'd spend five minutes and help a guy out. 
Uh, and that's where I came across this top TAL. So I would, you know, take a look at there. Also take a look at Dice and, you know, try that UTM. And now we've been talking for four minutes. So you've got about a minute and a half to get it up and running. Okay. Sounds like, sounds like a plan. <laughs> <And> now, <laughs> let's see you do it. Ready, set, go, Ken. You got to go get it done. Yes. Virtual machines and, and really big, big programming careers. Really wonderful stuff, isn't it? What a... What a great age we live in. And Ken, once again, thank you for your call. All right, we can squeeze in another call. I know it. Bruce in Raleigh, North Carolina. You're up next. Well, I uh, well before I say what's going on, I just want to uh, tell you how many you've, you've changed my life so many times, and I can remember two in particular when you explained about smart TVs back around 2010. Mm-hmm. That, that that helped me so much, and it elevated my tech guru status <laughs> within my family. And and the other one is when you uh, told us how to cut the cable. So that's been tremendous for me. Yeah, well, yeah, that's 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 a big one. Now, now you got to make sure you're not paying more than when you did cut the cable because of all these streaming services, right? That's true, but <laughs> I'm I'm only streaming on one. One uh, streaming application. Oh, that, that, lucky for you, right? <laughs> I wish I were you, Bruce, okay, but I'm not. <laughs> so well, how can I lend a hand today? And thank you for uh, letting me know those stories. Okay, well, you, a few weeks ago, you recommended to someone uh, an Echo Show 10 to uh, enhance the communication for uh, someone who's uh, in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a 96-year-old aunt living in a retirement facility, uh, you know, a couple hours away. And so I'd like to do that same thing. But I'm concerned about the uh, privacy considerations of using an Echo and just wanted to find out uh, how you would set up one to, to minimize the kind of data that Amazon can collect and use without your knowledge, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, that's always a big concern because anytime you bring something into your home or into a bedroom, you're like, ooh, this feels a little creepy to me, right? So with yeah. with the Amazon Echo show is that, you, first of all, you're going to set it up so that only certain people will have access to that screen. And so maybe it's you and certain family members that will be able to drop in on your aunt, okay? Uh, likewise is that, your aunt will be able to contact certain people. And so we're going to set up a really good two-way communication there and not leave that thing just open for anybody who is in her contact list. Um, as far as Amazon collecting all the recordings, yeah, they're going to do that. But now there are some settings that you can access through the Alexa app that allows you to set up a schedule where the recordings are actually deleted and when they're actually deleted, rather. And so you're going to adjust your privacy settings to limit how you review the recordings, how often these recordings are deleted, even without you knowing uh, that they are being deleted, how your data is being used for marketing purposes. They say product improvement purposes. Uh, you're going to, of course, keep it uh, updated with the latest firmware, the latest software updates and good things like that. So I, I would just look at the Alexa app, go through all the settings, and there's a more button in the Alexa appers that that's the one that you're going to want to tap into. Because I guess they figure that more people won't hit the more button. So we're going to hide all this stuff in there. I'm not really sure. 
but if you need any help, we can I, I can actually uh, write this up for you. And I think we may even have it on the website already about how to make sure that your Amazon Echo speaker is locked down for your privacy and security. And so, Bruce, I put you on hold. Uh, let's make sure that we have a good email address for you so that this way, Amber, if you just remind me, I'll give you a link to some stories to send out to Bruce. And Bruce, thank you for your call today and um, really just loved hearing from you. Okay, let's talk about grocery stores. They're now ditching their physical loyal cards, loyalty cards. Okay, let's talk about grocery stores. They're now ditching physical loyalty cards for smartphone apps. But what if you don't want to download an app? Well, here's the deal. You can look for stores that don't require loyalty programs for discounts. Places like Trader Joe's and Target and Walmart come to mind. Everyone just gets the lowest price. Number two, you know, look for physical coupons. Most grocery stores have a coupon section on their website where you can print, snip, and just hand them in. And number three, this is what I do. Just ask for the discount anyway. Uh, Behind-the-counter cashiers usually have a code to charge the digital price without you needing to sign up and have a loyalty card or to have the app or whatever it may be. All right, now that you learned that and you start saving some money and time and energy, make sure that you tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show and also the Kim Commando Today podcast because every single person needs more tech smarts and knowledge is power. And you can find me 24-7 at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.